0: never late. Hallelujah. Take this thing off. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. I'm trying to get my pencil unplugged there so I can uh, get it back in there. Hallelujah. Cookie was telling me I was late tonight, you know. Listen, you know what I learned a long time ago? You can never be late when you're riding with the boss. That's right And somebody tell me that one day The, the shop supervisor said Rich you're late Because I worked for him So couldn't been late man Why? I was riding with the owner of the company He decided we were going to breakfast <laughs> Never be late when you ride with the boss So Listen Hopefully everybody's having a, a good week so far and, and trying to thaw out a little bit uh, I know our weather is bipolar But uh, Just keep a jacket in the car And you'll be fine Just layer You know uh, we were talking about the, the, out here in the front, there's a little bit of a chill out here, so we put the heaters on for a while, but the guys up there were suffocating, and so we ran it for a while, and then we shut it off, and okay, and then, you know, it's like, you can't just open the doors, you know, <laughs> be done with it. So listen, we're going to worship a little while, and then I have a word for you tonight from the Lord, I believe, and uh, can we go to the Lord in prayer tonight before we start, though? let's Let's stand up tonight. We're going to, we're going to pray, so. Father, we, we are so humbled by your presence. We thank you for being here, holy God. Lord, tonight we come to worship you, Lord, and to love on you. and Lord, we ask that your presence, you would allow your Holy Spirit to move through this place. Move through us, oh God. We, we did not come in the middle of the week to leave here the same. Lord, this midweek is always considered midweek refresh because, Lord, we, we need a refreshing time in your presence that we can continue the battle in the work that you've called us to lord so lord tonight uh, just accept our worship and give us freedom in this place god because we want to be able to freely receive from you but also freely worship you and lord we ask this all in the mighty name of jesus the name above all names in jesus name amen amen come on let's worship tonight you ready every chain,
1: break every chain, break every chain.
0: Come on, give him praise tonight. <laughs> you know that's one of those songs I told you all about. It, there's no way to end it. There's no way to end it. You know it's a great song, but there's no way to end it. But it's not as bad as some of the other ones, though. Some of the other ones you start singing, you're like, "How do you ever stop singing that?" There's no way to stop. But ah, it's a good song, anyways. Hallelujah.
2: Tender whisper of love in, in the dead of night and you tell me That you're pleased And that I'm never alone You're a good, good father to you are It's who you are. It's who you are. I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. I've seen so many searching. For answers both far and wide I know that we're all searching for answers that you provide Could you know just come on one It's who you are It's who you are It's who you are I'm loved by you It's who I am It's who I am It's who I am You're a good, good father It's who you are
1: You are perfect in all of
2: your ways to us. Come on, sing it out. You are perfect in all of your ways. Come on. You are perfect in
1: all
2: of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good power. Who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are. I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Your good, good father, it's who you are.
0: One more time right there. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are
2: perfect in all of your ways you way to us.
0: Father, we thank you that you are so awesome. Regardless of the type of father figure we may have had in our life, you are the perfect father. You are the perfect father, and we thank you for that. Oh, Jesus.
1: For the kingdom power You're breathing new
2: Now I'm song your spirit's calling me I
1: know
2: love you, Never me Yeah, man, let us hear I feel the wind of your spirit, and now my heartbeat, I want to hear your heartbeat, oh God. I feel the rain of your love, I feel the wind of your spirit, and now your heartbeat, I want to feel it right now. Spirit. Now your heartbeat, I want to hear, I want to feel. I feel the ray of your love, I feel the wind of your spirit. Now your heartbeat, I want to hear tonight, oh God. Sing it.
0: Give him praise tonight. Come on. Give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Is he worthy? Amen. He is worthy to be praised. Turn it. Give somebody a high five, a spiritual high five, I guess, since we can't touch and all that, you know. Uh, Can't do what us Cajuns like to do. Take this thing off. Hallelujah. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just got to take the earphones out. Woo. Let me get this up here so I can. Hallelujah. So it hadn't been a bad week, huh? Uh, yeah, I can't say it hadn't been it hadn't been bad. It's you know. Uh, it's definitely better than last week. But I guess that's all relative because some people were home all week with nothing to do and they weren't complaining. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's all relative, honestly <laughs> Well, listen, I wanted to talk to us tonight about something I spoke about briefly sunday morning Uh, remember the mary and martha. I, I shared that third part with with mary and martha Uh, luke chapter 10. i want to talk a little bit more about that tonight It'll be on the, the screen. It's luke chapter 10 verse 38 I want to want to read this and then I want to kind of catch us up to where it was But I want to expound on it a little bit more uh yeah, it's, there it is. Okay. Your spirit is willing is what I titled this. Y'all know I'm not good at titles. I just put titles really so I can find them again in my sermon later on and put them online, honestly. Um, but your, your spirit is willing. So let's, let's look at Mary and Martha out of Luke chapter 10 tonight. Starting in verse 38. Look what it says. And Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary. Who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Tell her to just get up off the flow and come and help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You know, back up one, one verse there to verse 43. You know, I, as we're reading through this, I'm seeing something else. Don't you just love the word of God, how alive it is? Martha, Martha, the Lord said, you were worried and upset about many things. Dude, just, just sitting here off the top of my head, as I'm, I'm, maybe there was a lot more going on in her life than we realized as well. Right, we, we look at this story again. Maybe this is a fourth version. I don't know. it's just there's so many. You know, maybe Martha had had a bad week at work. <laughs> and Jesus shows up now and he wants to come eat. And nobody in the house wants to help cook the gumbo. But everybody else is sitting in the living room and they enjoying themselves. <laughs> And then she walks in and, of course, her bad week compounds her. Nobody wants to help cook the gum. Nobody wanted to help cook the potato salad because only one person cooks the gumbo. You don't need- somebody. It's the potato salad, which y'all haven't figured out how to eat yet correctly up here. Anyways, You you, you it's potato salad, not. Yeah, I'm not even going to say that other word. Uh, not no sweet potato. It's potato salad. and And so. Anyways, okay, so that was just something as we're reading through this. Once again, as you, you know, as you keep reading the Word, you see things constantly when you pay attention. So remember that, you know, we, we talked about a few different things. One of the things the Lord showed me a few years ago now was the fact that, that, you know, in the church specifically, we have a lot of Marthas, and we have some Marys, but we have a lot of Marthas. People that are, that are serving, well, okay, maybe we back that up. We have a very few Marthas because very few people are serving, but we have a whole lot of people wanting to be Mar- Mary. So very few people are preparing the place for the Lord to come, and they're the ones that are getting worked all the time, and they're getting stuck. And so that was kind of what we had talked about, but I don't want to spend my time there. I want to really look at our flesh is so weak, but our spirit is willing. I want to focus on that part tonight. How, how many of us want to do good, but we struggle? Yeah. And sometimes it's situational. Like, there's a whole lot of areas in my life I can do really good in. They are not a question. They're really not. And then there's are some areas that it can just be a struggle. Like, like, you know, I always pick at the driving one, you know, uh, because it, it really depends you know, like like Jonathan was sharing about one of his, uh, his his good friends was driving to work to Lafayette. He's on forty nine, comes over the hill, and there's a car parked in the interstate, no brake lights, no nothing. So he looks back, and by the time he gets to swerve to make sure he clips them. he gets a ticket for that. By the way, <laughs> you know that probably would aggravate me a whole lot, a whole lot. But he made it; he wasn't injured. But, you know, there, there's areas in our life that we struggle with, but do we ever try to address them? Or do we just try to avoid them? <laughs> and we wonder why years later they creep back up and they pop us in the back of the head like a didozo slap from NCIS. It's like, hey, I'm still here. Oh, I thought you had left, right? There's, there's so many times in our life that we, we overcome things by just not dealing with them and staying away from them. Right, like if, if you used to have problems with bars, you just stay away from the bar and you say, well, my problem's okay. Well, what if there was a reason in your life that drew you there? We don't want to deal with the root of things. Right, we, we just want to go ahead and, and cut the tree down and put some dirt over it. But eventually it's going to sprout up again. And eventually you're going to run over it one day when the, the dirt moves away and hit it with your lawnmower because you don't see it and tear your deck up or Trip over it when you are walking through the yard. Yeah, that, you know many things can happen, so our our flesh is weak. We know that, but our spirit is willing. So let's let's look at one of the scriptures we looked at Sunday, and then we're going to move on from there. Matthew twenty six, Matthew twenty six forty and forty one. Remember, Jesus he turned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? I guess that's why the women are the prayer warriors of the church, right? No, not really, but historically, we do see more women come to the prayer meetings, but here, thank God, you know, we have a group of men that go out every Saturday night, and I say a group because it's getting larger, and they go and pray over many different churches. We did have a woman that showed up this week. There was another woman supposed to come, but something happened, but yeah, we did have one lady that came, and I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that we have men that do that. You know, in in a lot of churches, it's mainly the women that do the praying, Um, so Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Flip over to Romans chapter 7. Now, this is going to be in the message translation. Yeah, you know, I use the message translation sometimes to help really put a point on what they're saying. You know, I've been reading the book of Galatians in the message. Have you ever done that? I challenge you, go find the book of Galatians and read it in the message. I'm just going to open up that that one. I I love, just just the very beginning is is enough. Don't want to lose my place. Where is it at? I, 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 I kept highlighting so much. He calls them fickle. You fickle Galatians. Try to see exactly where that, where that verse was. Yeah, verse 6 in, in chapter 1. I can't believe you f- your fickleness. Isn't <laughs> that crazy? It, it, it's just, I'm reading it, and I'm like, I keep highlighting all these things because I'm like, wow. You know, I, I never paid attention, and it just, I don't know, I'm, I'm really enjoying reading it in this new translation because it's really challenging me, you know, just, just like verse 14, chapter 2. But when I saw that they were not—getting a text message— but when I saw that they were not maintaining a steady, straight course according to the message, I spoke up to Peter in front of them all. Okay, so we're at the point here where, where Paul is addressing the apostle Peter, okay? So listen, so, but when I saw that they were not maintaining a steady, straight course, he's talking about the apostles that were there, Peter and uh, was it Barnabas? I spoke up to Peter in front of them all. I love how it puts this. If you, a Jew, live like a non-Jew when you're not being observed by the watchdogs from Jerusalem, what right do you have to require non-Jews to conform to Jewish customs just to make a favorable impression on your old Jerusalem cronies? I was like, cool. That's what I'm telling you. Just just go read it in in the message just to see something. But as I was reading this in in Romans 7 in the message, I was just like, you know what? I'm seeing it in another way. And I want to read, starts in verse 14. I can anticipate the response that is coming, he says. I know that all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm not isn't this all your experience? Yes, I'm full of myself after all, he says. I've spent a long time in sin's prison. What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another. Doing things I absolutely despise. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary. It's, Is that so much different than the King James we're used to? It's just point blank that without God in our life, we can't do it, guys. You know, I remember years ago hearing a preacher say it this way. If I could have changed my life while I was sitting at the bar, I wouldn't have needed Jesus to get me out. I know very few people, very few people that have the willpower to just literally walk away from something that is life-controlling. Very few people. I I can remember my father, who was not a a godly man, when when he lost his job in the oil field because it collapsed and the only job he could find was to become a cop. He stopped drinking, because he was an alcoholic, to become a cop. (laughs) Now, the cops used to have these crazy Christmas parties. And guess what would happen every Christmas? He'd pick it back up and get drunk, and somebody would have to wheel him out of there because he was an angry drunk, you know? And, and then as, as the police force wasn't paying enough, he decided at like 40-something years old to become a state trooper. Now he's got to pass the exam. He's been a lifelong smoker, many packs a day. Now he's got to run and do pull-ups and sit-ups and all this kind of stuff. So guess what he did? He literally stopped smoking and started running. He, he had that ability, but the problem was he always went back to it because he passed their physical, and when he realized they were not going to pay him while he was in the academy, he says, well, I can't afford to do that. He put his cigarettes back in his mouth. We, we, without Jesus, we can't stay away from those things. If we could, we would never have needed him. We could have just been good people. <laughs> I, I thought I was a really good guy until I heard the gospel and realized that I was not. Why? Because my standard of good and the standard of the people that were around me, it didn't match this, but I matched theirs. I I didn't hang around with a lot of drunks and drug addicts and and people that that stole and all that kind of stuff. I hung around with people that probably wasn't going to jail most of the time because I didn't want to get caught up in it. But that standard didn't meet this standard. And when I realized that not meeting this standard meant I was going to go to an eternal jail. And when God illuminated my heart with that reality, he was done. (laughs) You know, so let's let's keep reading a little bit more in here. Verse 17. But I need something more. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it. And if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I, I love how this words it. I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. it, it this is just as plain and simple as it can be. Oh, the next one, verse 21. Oh, yeah, keep Okay. Oh, I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyways. (laughs) My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. You know, this this verse, it shows us that that we're trying to blame other things. I I can remember my oldest son, I don't even, Rylan was maybe, I don't even know if Rylan was born yet. He was sitting in the car seat behind my seat. He was three, Wendy says. He was sitting in the car seat behind my seat, and he kept kicking my seat. Anybody had kids do that? Is that annoying? You know, the, the thing I learned is cars are not made for six-foot-tall go- guys. They're for, like, five-foot-ten people. So I put the seat all the way back, and I'm crunched. And he's kicking the seat, and I'm like, son, you need to stop. It's really getting annoying. And he's laughing, and I'm, I'm not laughing. And he's like, that's not me, Daddy. That's my feet doing that. And I just calmly said this. Well, then, son, you need to tell your feet to stop because you're behind fixing to get a whipping. And him being as smart as he was, he just decided to stop. Right? But no matter how hard we try, we try to blame other things. But we can't. We We can justify sin. We can say thou shalt not lie. And we come up with reasons why. And, you know... I was having a conversation with somebody today about a rule that somebody ended up breaking and it didn't feel right because, but it's the rules, the rules, the rules. And God is, there's no gray areas. It's either this or this. It's a black and white life. And as long as we color inside the lines, the picture looks great. But every now and then we want to change the picture and God says, no, no, I'm the one who made this. I made you. I know what's good for you. Follow my rules and you'll be fine. Let's go on to the next one now, verse 21. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. Does anybody feel that way sometimes? It's like I I get past this and I I go X number of days, the weather changes, and there it is again, right, or or whatever it is. I decide, the moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, right? I'm not talking about you're a bad person, I'm talking about there's things in our lives that just, I want to do good. But it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Part of me covertly rebels, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I love how they use the word they and not it. You see, parts of me, your flesh is controlled by the sin natures of the world, the fallen nature of man. Your spirit is alive by what Jesus did on the cross and by your acceptance of it. But our flesh, there's multiple influences constantly trying to pull us away from good. And when it settles into our mind, our mind starts rationalizing it. Well, nobody's going to know. You know, and all of a sudden it settles in your heart and you're doing it. You see, it's, it's they take charge. Let's read on a little bit more. I've tried everything and nothing helps. (laughs) I felt that way before. I'm at the end of my rope. There's no one who can do anything for me. And then he comes back with, isn't that the real question? This is where we get in life. I'm serving God and nothing seems to be going right I'm trying to do everything that God tells me to do, and nothing seems to be going right. I'm at the end of my rope. Why serve God anymore? Because before I was serving Jesus, I didn't have these battles, right? Number one, I didn't have to wake up early on Sunday morning. I didn't have anybody that I would give money to that would tell me how bad I am. I'm talking about giving tithes, and then a preacher tells you how bad you are. You know, I didn't have all of those things. Why serve God? Because I was okay. I I remember one of my pastors told me one time, he said, he said, just remember this, Rich. You can't butt heads with the devil when you're going the same direction. And when you're swimming upstream, every now and then, you're going to hit something. Because you're going against the current. And guess what's in the current? A lot of junk. Oh, so you mean when I was floating down the stream, you're not gonna hit nothing. Of course you're gonna end up over the waterfall eventually, and by the time you get that close, you can't even get out. You see, you see what I'm talking about? It doesn't mean we're bad. It's when we start trying to go against the grain, the world comes against us, the devil comes against us, your mama, I don't know, anybody that the devil's using, right? Anything starts to come against us. But look at verse 25 right here. The answer. See, that's why I love this. He actually literally puts it as the answer. Thank God is Jesus Christ can and does. He just, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just amazing how simple. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind. But I'm pulled by the influence of sin To do something totally different the answer thank god is jesus christ and it's us allowing him to be more of an influence on our life than the world that's what it all boils down to who is influencing us is it the tv Is it the radio? Is it the books? Is it the games we're watching? Is it the friends in our lives? Is it the people that aren't friends that we keep listening to? Who is influencing you? Because somebody is putting something in you through your eyes or your ears, and it's overriding this. Because this is in your heart. This is... It was breathed by the spirit of the living God. And that same spirit lives in your heart. Why do we struggle constantly? Because we allow too many influencers. We allow way too many influencers. And we we, we say we can change here and there. and there, But we're fighting a losing battle. The only thing that can change us is Jesus Christ. It's like the old Carmen song. We need God in America again. Another law will not change this nation. You know fighting for another the, the correct president and all the, hey, all these things are important but without Jesus Christ in our nation we will not see this nation changed without prayer in our schools in Bible teachings in our schools the next generation is going to do what? walk away from God and we, so they can't do it so we, don't, we shouldn't think we can do it because none of us have arrived have we? We may be pretty good in a lot of areas, guys. But I don't know about you, I have not arrived. So my challenge for you tonight is this. It's very simple. Identify the influencers and shut them off. Identify the influencers and stop them. And when you can start identifying those influences or influencers in your life, when they come a knocking, You can say what no devil not today not today not today and when that you feel that that temptation what do you do what is influencing me for this right what is influencing me for this why is it that I'm feeling that way you know I can remember that when I first got married and we were over in, in, I don't know, probably Beaumont by this time. And we're in church and serving the Lord. And, you know, my, I was still fighting things that were influencing me. But now I'm married. And, I, and, and when I would walk through the mall, when I would get to certain women's stores, I would do this. And I would turn away. Because I knew my past life before salvation, those things would greatly influence me. But now I'm holding my wife's hand and I'm doing this. And I explained it to her. I do not want that to grab my eye, so I started putting my hand on my eye, literally, until I got my body trained. And if you go with me to the mall today and we walk by one of those stores, you know what'll happen? I'll start looking the other way. I don't want to see it. Why? It, is it is it an influence today? It's not. But I'm not going to give it an inch. And when stuff like that comes on the TV, we're turning. Why? Because I don't want that influence in my life. And it's the same thing, but any other area, if we don't stop the influence, we will never defeat it. So let's identify them. Identify what it is. Because if we're going to grow in Christ and truly be who God wants us to be, we've got to defeat these things. Because what we can't afford and what you can't afford is that 10 years down the road, you're loving Jesus, you're serving God in ministry or any other area, and then all of a sudden that tree pops back up, and it starts tripping up a lot of people, and we see that a lot. It's about dealing with things in our lives so that we can remain with a Christian testimony. You know, when I first got saved, the church I was in, that was what we heard all the time, protect your testimony, protect your testimony, protect your testimony, you know, we would never be in the, in the room alone with another woman. You know, there, there was just all these things. And you know what? Still to this day, I practice most of that. Protect our testimony. Protect our testimony. Why? Because that's what I'm sharing with the world. Because the world is tired of hypocrites. We need to protect our testimony. So that's my challenge to you tonight. Yes, I want to set at the feet of Jesus, but so many things pull me away identify them and let's get let's get moving amen so listen i want to pray for us tonight i know there are some that are that are sick as well and i want to pray for for those father i thank you that that you have put these words in our hearts now you have brought them to our attention that there are things in our lives that we must deal with there are things in our lives that we must cut off god So, Lord, I pray through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would identify those influencers or influences in our life. And, Lord, through your Spirit, again, we could cut them off, cut them off in the name of Jesus. We can cut those ties that the enemy has in our life so they would no longer influence us. And, Lord, I pray that, that Lord, there's, there's some here tonight, some online, some at home that may not even be watching, Lord, that are, that are sick. Lord, I pray just health over them right now in the name of Jesus. I speak life. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. And, Lord, I thank you for, for watching over us and protecting us and giving us opportunities to share your love. And I pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen, hallelujah. Listen, we're going to sign off on online, guys. Listen, we love you. Thank you for watching with us tonight. And uh, come back Sunday. We're going to be here at 10 a.m., amen? Bless you. Listen, so I want to share one other thing with you.